This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Yeah, this time on a Wednesday morning, we take time to pause and reflect on our city's status as a UNESCO City of Literature and all the wonderful literary events and people that we have here. Uh, joining us uh, on the line this morning is Cara Gillies, a spoken word poet who uh, was involved in organising a really interesting event toward the end of last year, uh, Live to Protect Songs and Poems in Times of Ecological Crisis. And uh, Kyra joins us on the line now to talk more about that. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Yeah, it's Maria. Thank you for having me. This um, this event last year, what what prompted that for you? Um, I've especially felt that it's really important to perform um, after my friend Nick Knox died from suicide not long after the first lockdown. Um, and it felt as if um, part of continuing to share and make art at this time is about honouring him, but also about continuing to like create space for conversation and reflection and connection when there's so much, um, I guess, death and loss. And I don't just mean in terms of people, I mean in terms of like um, our habitat is like humans on this earth who share it with our animal siblings, you know? Kyra, we can hear some of your animal siblings with you this morning. Where, tell us yeah. about tell us about the setting. Where are you right now? I'm just sitting with my laundry door open out to the backyard. We've got a garden and we've got two chickens, um, Maui and Hey Hey. Wonderful. Um, mm. it's, uh, well, it's a lovely morning, isn't it? Before we get all the rain that's predicted to come through, things get heavy in the air. Gosh, it's an interesting time, isn't it, um, for creatives in general, but for everybody to pause and reflect on, you know, on on the events of the past couple of years. I know we've focused very much uh, around the virus and all of that, but of course, in the background of all of this is still our continuing concerns about the planet itself, and that no doubt was part of what formed. Um, this event that took place uh, on the 8th of December, uh, Live to Protect. Yeah, I mean, I, as she says, well, um, I was basically drawing together probably m- maybe more than three years of um, environmental poems that I'd written whilst being involved in environmental justice as like a, move- a social movement. Um, and so I was kind of wanting to summarise and draw that together because... Um, you know, the spread of zoonotic diseases such as COVID-19, but also SARS, Ebola and Zika and the ones that have gone before COVID, you know, are directly connected to um, either deforestation, that you know, deliberate destruction of animals' habitat, as well as industrialised animal agriculture. We have got workers, like usually migrant workers, in really cramped conditions with really cramped animals, and that's where the diseases jump from one species to another. And so... Um, as someone who's been involved in environmental activism for a number of years, um, like many people, I don't see COVID-19 as separate to the ecological crisis that we're um, within right now. And I guess, um, you know, what's happened in Tonga is a more recent example of that. Um, And I'd encourage people to support Tonga as much as they can. Uh, Kyra, we've... 
got you uh, prepared this morning to share some of uh, your readings with us, and um, maybe we could take one of them now. Tell us about what you're going to read. Yeah, so um, I wrote this one in my laundry one morning in the exact same spot that I'm sitting at now, so it's a good full, full circle. It's called Love, I Know You Feel the Loss, and um, it's about, yeah, loss in quite a broad sense, but like even for people who are, you know, opposing, um, I guess, different restrictions and things that we have to try and keep us safe from the pandemic, they feel a sense of loss and then are directing that in an interest, interesting or concerning way, shall we say. Um, and so, yeah, chatting with a friend, she was like, um, my friend said to me, oh, well, you know, I guess, you know, there is a lot of loss right now. And I was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Like, I, no one really has what we might have hoped or expected for our lives at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah. Love, I know you feel the loss. Birds, dolphins, elephants, orangutans. We're not so separate from our animal siblings. Sometimes... I feel we talk about everyone's habitat loss, except our own. Green space cut down for housing, homesick species we are, a challenge of space and time. The property market might crash. Yeah, houses might have to be used for what they're for, living in. Uh, and I'll just um, content warn as well, this um, poem covers, yeah, themes of death and um, including cancer and suicide, which I know can be kind of difficult subjects, but we'll probably need to talk about them since it's happening. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm. Closer together now, the crises, crashes come. Breakage, wreckage, cracking, contraction, quakes, hurricanes, floods, fires, tap, tap. Shake on the shoulder. Are you awake? True wealth isn't paying attention. I met a man, Mana Whenua, told me his camp had been flooded. But it was great, he told me. I love chaos. A wry smile. At least this time suits someone. Chaos. A reprieve from the banal. So many adults kidding themselves. Deceiving is a form of believing. Settlers need unsettling. Monotonous repetition of the production line, commute, office, invoice, timesheet, enough screens and boxes to make you forget. There is a world beyond your window. Would you see the fire? Smell the smoke? There is nothing to remember or forget in windowless rooms, airless spaces enough to choke plants. Here so many humans sit. Chaos, the light and the out of the ordinary. Finally, slow dripping sameness can't continue. Muddy rivers, forests cut to farmlands, we feel the loss. Some are worried about the loss of freedom in this country, restrictions, limits. You can't go to your favorite restaurant. Freedom is a broad, vague word, many meanings. I know you feel the loss. Crave normalcy, certainty. Wish there was some going back in space, time. Here we are. Can you bear it with me? 
bear this together. This poisoned water, coastal erosion, sand dunes crumbling, seagulls protesting, police killing, shooting, stabbing in supermarkets, mosques, these food and housing prices, wages, cages, squeezed, crammed, the death, sickness, killing, division, isolation, cancer, suicide. We feel the loss. Can you bear it with me? Find a way to embrace ourselves, each other. When we can, share food, laughter, conversation, joy, silliness. Find a way to bear it. Care for ourselves, each other. Care for this one home we have, while so much collapses. Remember how soothed we are by the green of fern fronds and tree foliage. Sometimes I feel we talk about everyone's habitat loss except our own. Exceptional. How we make an exception of ourselves as if we are above or immune. Loss is love plus pain. It hurts to love this earth, our home, when so much has been is being destroyed. Grief has shattered us, me. Bursting through the cracks in us come creativity, compassion, and clear vision of how critical connection is. When the rage and pain evaporate, it all boils down. Only love remains. We can live beautifully, consciously, considerately, cherishing our companionship, whatever may come. And the rains just come. <laughs> ah. um, wonderful, thank you. You talk there about um, you know, finding a way to bear it together. And, and it is that... Is that what you feel you can do as a as a creative person at the moment to <clears throat> to use your work to encourage conversation? Um, I guess so. A lot of it, uh, the starting like I, I want it to be have it to be um, collectively useful or nourishing in some kind of way, but it always starts as a point for me to have expression for what I'm feeling and observing and living at the moment. Like I wrote that, I think, yeah, it must have been it was the start of December. And it was kind of just pulling together different conversations I'd had with about four different, like, um, people in my whanau or different people that I'd um, met recently. And it was just, yeah. I don't know. For me, some, sometimes it's just capturing moments, which are a part of my life, but usually... Um, more broadly connect, like we're all interconnected so it ends up having broad implications you know Speaking of connections how have the last couple of years been for you in terms of connecting with <clears throat> with the, with other creators and is that something you like to do anyway are you, are you a regular part of the coming together of other spoken word um, artists Um. Yeah, whenever I organise a show, I like to have about two or three guest poets, um, and I usually try to make a point of inviting um, um, 
Māori and Manawhenua um, artists because um, at times they're not um, heard or supported as much, especially in Dunedin where it can be quite a um, Pākehā-dominant place. Would you say that there is, um, you know, as you go forward from here, are you, do you feel encouraged or otherwise about whether that might change? I mean, I think um, in order for us to really address and survive the issues that we're facing as a species, <laughs> Indigenous sovereignty must be restored and the stolen land that was gained through, um, you know, genocidal dispossession must be returned to Mana Whenua. So I'm quite hopeful. I mean, that's the only future I see us having, really. When you um, look at the, the coming months, um, what's, what, what are your plans, and can you make plans at the moment if, in terms of bringing people together in the way that you did for this project before Christmas? Is that kind of thing still on the agenda for you, or you feel like you're treading water a bit at the moment? Um, I don't think any of us can take our plans too seriously if we're making plans at this time. Um, for me, it's more just um, trying to I, live daily and moment to moment with certain intentions which usually is around nourishing myself and others and prioritising some amount of joy in amongst all the um, I use the word to describe it but I can't on the radio <laughs> If um if people want to find out more about you and your work, aside from seeing you in live performance, uh, where can we go? Yeah, um, it'll be on Instagram um, at Kyra Speaks. Yeah, I'll post stuff there, um, or I have stuff there. Um, but I will. I'm aiming to perform in the Fringe Festival, which, depending on the pandemic um, may happen yeah. in March. Finger, so. Fingers and toes all, all cross there. Um, Kyra, it's been great to talk with you this morning. I know you've got another couple of, of pieces for us. Tell us about those. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's a shorter one. Um, it's about like um, oh, where is it? Green Moss Grief Walk. Um, and Basically, I wrote it after um, a friend and I went for a walk on, I think, Smiles Beach together, um, following our friend's suicide at the start of last year. Um, yeah, and it was difficult to have so many people hurting and being overwhelmed all at once um, because of how close he was to so many of us. Um, but that kind of support of friendship and the support of nature... Um, it's been really helpful to me and to others as well so yeah, I just tried to capture that Green Moss Grief Walk The moss is dripping bright green with a waterfall coming through the air smells fresh the small cliff overhanging like a curtain along the beach past driftwood this is where we have come to. You say, 
They've done so many of these grief beach walks. I feel the weariness in your voice. I wonder if the sea and sand are weary also of absorbing the shattering pain of suicide. All that could not be said, the barriers to speaking. What could have been done, we wished, but was not. The love. Oh, the pain, the pain of having loved. I am so glad to have loved. Our pain, a passionate ache, would not be so fierce if the love were not so strong. The moss, dripping like our tears, yet to cry. They will come in time. A waterfall is said to be soothing. You forgot the power of the torrent. And you have one more for us, Tara. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say as well, um, I've been quite inspired by the work of Cindy Milstein. She's a Jewish anarchist based in Turtle Island in the US. And she talks about um, this idea of rebellious mourning and that um, you can mourn in a sort of defiant way that's cognizant of, I, I guess, violent systems of oppression that exist in the world, whether that's capitalism or patriarchy or white supremacy, for example. Mm. Okay. <laughs> one more. Um, this one is called Spillover, and it's kind of got a rappy sort of vibe to it. And um, I wrote it after a very enjoyable and vibrant um, world vegan day in Otipochi, Dunedin, um, hearing people such as Jessica from Mothers Against Dairy, speaking about her experience um, as a person who worked in the dairy industry um, and hearing from um, people from the Aotearoa Liberation League, um, Sama and Chris Hudiwai. And, um, yeah, it was a very inspiring day. And so I woke up the next morning first thing and wrote this. Um, and it's about the connections of violence um, within, like, yeah, within different parts of New Zealand whether that's the workplace or the home, and the need for um, for peace with ourselves and each other and the earth. Yeah. It's called spillover. Mistreating animals for profit and consumption, where to begin? Separating babies, stealing their milk, eating their flesh and wearing their skin. Greenwashing happy cow ads, the facade is paper thin. Where there is violence, it's got to be named. Because violence spills over, it can't be contained. Said where there is violence, it's got to be named. Because violence spills over, it can't be contained. Separating families, hurting our animal siblings. That kind of mahi don't inspire joy. So migrants and formerly incarcerated, it's who they got to employ. Violence is normalized inside the home. Violence is normal if that's all that you've known. Violence is normalized inside the prison. And if violence is normal, then overgrow the system. Where there is violence, it's got to be named because violence goes over, it can't be contained. Did you know cops, soldiers, and slaughterhouse workers all perpetuate more violence to women and whānau? Violent professions lead to more oppressions because violence breeds violence. There ain't no question. 
Where there is violence, it's got to be named, because violence spills over, it can't be contained. Violence from parent to child is how it's ingrained. Intergenerationally, the cycle is sustained. Violence spills over, it can't be contained. Let's stop all the violence. Live, eat, be the change. The way animals, people, kikaiao are treated is poor. Physical, sexual and verbal abuse. They say a lot goes on behind closed doors, yet a lot goes on behind closed doors. On this isolated farm site with no oversight, it's got to be said, an awful lot goes on inside the farming shed, yet an awful lot goes on inside the farming shed. The truth is hard to bear, so don't bury your head in the sand. Come join with us to take a stand. Respect Papa Tuanukushi, who sustains our life, protect this land. If it doesn't concern you now, it'll surely concern you soon. As the rivers fill up with runoff and the air fills with factory fumes. Said if it doesn't concern you now, it'll surely concern you soon. As the rivers fill up with runoff and the air fills with factory fumes. The verdict is clear. We need clean our and breathable air. Yeah, the verdict is clear. We need clean our and breathable air. Where there is violence, it's got to be named. Because violence spills over, it can't be contained. On the ads, they have them smiling and waving at the gate. Once you're not thinking about the blood phosphate stolen from Western Sahara and then brought into our harbour for the grass, for the cows, for the milk, from one colonised land to another. Solidarity with our Saharawi sisters and brothers. It's a dodgy colonial lie, so don't trust their chain of supply. Where there is violence, it's got to be named because violence goes over, it can't be contained. Whether it's Aotearoa or Western Sahara, colonised by England, Morocco or Spain, minefields pollution, choking deaths and disappearances or causing indigenous pain. Shift the mindset and the industry, transform the supply chain. Open your heart and feel what's happening. Expand your circle of compassion, said, open your heart and feel what's happening. Expand your circle of compassion. We need a food system, lovely and healthy for all living beings. The water, the women, the workers, the children, humans, mothers, mountains, animals and air. Sustain and affirm life for all living things. Got to live life with care. Got to make this world fair. Violence to animals. Violence to workers, violence to women, and violence to children, violence to water, and violence to air. Where there is violence, it's got to be named, because violence spills over, it can't be contained. Respect the principle of interconnection. Love the water and air and give them protection. Asi, animals, humans, to tile, make the connection. So we put our loving values into practice. Ensuring there's excellent access. So we shift into plant-based. Because I don't want none of my siblings, humans or animals, living their life in a cage. Fueled by our love and fueled by our rage. We got the vision, the abolition age. Movements converging, we're on the same page. Compassion, not capitalism. I rest my case. Kara Gillies here with us on ORFM's Right Spot. 
Kyra, thanks so much for taking some time to join us this morning and sharing your work with us. Just remind us again uh, if people uh, want to find you. Instagram, probably the best place to go. Yeah, for now, until I get my own website. I mean, I don't like social media that much, but we use it as we can. It's um, at Kyra Speaks, at Kyra Speaks, K-Y-R-A Speaks. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us. You go well. Kia ora. Thank you. Kia ora. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.